0: This week on the Country Music Media Podcast. Country artists were stocks, and I was your broker. I'd advise you to sell bands. Keep Dan and Shay, keep a few duos, keep Brothers Osborne, sell bands. Welcome to the Country Music Media Podcast. My name is Billy Dukes. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're back for a new episode, thank you very much for hitting that subscribe button. A reminder to rate and review the show as well, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Find me on Twitter at Billy Dukes. You can also email me at billydukes at gmail.com. Monday, Marcus Dowling was on the show. Had a great conversation, really about a lot of things with regards to race and country music, but I don't think anybody who has elegantly put Why Rap Singers Can Use the N-Word and White Country Singers Cannot. Uh, No one's explained that quite like Marcus does. And he also kind of gets into the music of it all and a lot of the appropriation that's been happening there, really, really for decades. Chuck Wicks uh, was on the podcast a couple of weeks back, a little bit of a lighter conversation. You can find a lot of the interviews and commentary in the archives. Next week, we'll look at Vince Gill's comments on CBS from Wednesday morning. Also look at CRS and the Luke Combs' Maren Morris interview. Felt we needed a little bit of a break from that, and I didn't quite have the time to turn around my thoughts on those subjects for the Thursday episode. Hey, I want to give a big shout-out to front of the show Kelly Sutton. She's got a new gig, a new weekend syndicated radio show called Y'all Access. That's part of the Silverfish Media Group. Uh, Big D and Bubba is part of that group, as well as Honky Tonky with Tracy Lawrence. She joins a really nice team, and she's going to be on the air all across the country. And she tells me that Connected with Kelly, her YouTube series, will remain in place, and she'll keep cranking those episodes out as well. It was a good music week. Carly Pierce has an EP coming out on Friday. That's, gosh, I hate to say it's good because the subject material is so sad. I mean, it's about, of course, the death of a producer and her divorce, but it is. It's good. They're well-written songs. It's personal. It's deep. I'm a big fan of the Lainey Wilson album that drops on Friday. Saying What I'm Thinking is the name of it. And man, she just has a lot of personality. A great, unique voice in the songwriting and production on this thing is really sharp. Jay Joyce produces this thing. And it's got some rock edges, a little bit of blues. I mean, it's a Jay Joyce project. He, he does Little Big Town and Miranda Lambert and Brothers Osborne. And you hear hints of all of that on Laney's new album. This is really, I mean, this might end up being my favorite debut album of 2021. And that drops on Friday. I'm going to start by making a bold prediction that just one band who is active today will be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. In fact, I'll go as far as to say in the next 10 years, no band that starts will ever get enshrined in the Country Music Hall of Fame. There'll be some that have some success here and there, but I think sustained success is really going to be hard to come by for bands. And, And not duos, I mean groups here with three or more members. So currently, active bands include Zac Brown Band, Old Dominion, Lady A, The Chicks, Rascal Flats, Parmalee, Lanco. I guess the Oak Ridge Boys in Alabama's too, but they're already in the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, so they don't count for the sake of this conversation. I'll put the over under at one and a half and challenge you to take the over. And honestly, if this was a real bet, you might want to take that because there's probably someone obvious I'm missing. But of that group, I think just one gets in, and it's either going to be Rascal Flats or the Chicks. Probably not both. My money's on Rascal Flats. I think on paper they have as strong of a career, as strong of a resume as Alabama. I once claimed on Twitter that they were better and more successful than Alabama. I now admit I may have been over the tips of my skis on that one. Made for a good tweet. So Rascal Flats it is. And the point of this is to say that the days of bands are mostly behind us. The pandemic has proved this. Look what has happened to multi-person ensembles during the pandemic, and I'm going to include duos in here. Runaway June, one member quit the band. King Callaway, one member quit the band. Waterloo Revival, done. Dan and Shay, they disappeared for a few months before returning to social media to release I Should Probably Go to Bed last fall. Seriously, though, for about four or five months, I thought we needed to do a wellness check on those boys. Zach Brown Band. At the very start of this thing, it was Zach on Facebook telling us he had fired his whole crew. Lady A. They used to be Lady Annabelle. And I know that's not related to the pandemic, but I could make a case that all this extra time to evaluate our position with regards to race did not benefit them as they changed names. Uh, If they were trying to just sort of slide that release out there about becoming Lady A, this wasn't the time for it. Old Dominion. After six straight number one hits and seven of eight songs hitting number one to start their career, they peaked at number 28 and number 38 with their last two singles. That's Some People Do and Never Be Sorry. Both solid songs. I don't think either one was a really big deviation from where they were headed or what they were about. Neither was offensive in any way. They were good. Maddie and Tay hit number one with what was my opinion, the song of 2020 and Die from a Broken Heart. Then they promoted an album from Separate Houses. No one's really heard from them. It's been six months since that song hit number one. No follow-up single. Florida Georgia Line. (laughs) Did you know they released an album last week? Of the group of 2020 CMA Duo and Group of the Year nominees, Midland seems alright, although they really haven't had a radio single since July. Brothers Osborne, they're doing okay. They got a song called All Night that's inside the top 30. Land disappeared until recently. Cadillac 3, actually, they might be the most productive. They've dropped a new album. They've done a ton of streaming shows. They've kept pretty busy. I can't criticize any of these acts for a lack of success or productivity during the pandemic because pandemics are not a more the merrier situation. There's five guys in Old Dominion, meaning anytime they got to get together for a band rehearsal, it's potentially a super spreader event. So you see Maddie and Tay being extra cautious. Dan and Shay is too. Charles from Lady A, he got the COVID. Kind of underscores my point here. It's really dangerous for groups, much more than solo artists. And I think that's kind of obvious, right? But from a promotion and marketing standpoint, solo artists can go promote their music and do the media and perform on late night television shows much, much easier than a band can right now. Bands can't get together to do a live streaming concert as their song is aiming for number one. You remember early on, Scotty McCrary, he did about 100 of these to get his song to number one. Well, Dominion can't do that. So all of this is really 2020-2021 problems, and it's easy to say, okay, fine. Next year, though, is going to be different, so what's to stop a band from rolling? But as we get more and more into this fast-moving digital arena, you kind of see how this sort of inability to quickly pivot touches other areas Of an artist's career. I mean, just like something silly, like a a TikTok thing. Uh, You got to get the whole band together. Everyone's got to agree on an idea, remember their lines, execute the idea. And there are some other bands we haven't heard from in a long while either. Good bands, bands that had hits and just sort of vanished. Uh, A Thousand Horses had a great song called Smoke. So far, they've been a bit of a one-hit wonder. Eli Young Band had a really solid career. I don't know if it's fair to put them in this category, uh, but they kind of vanished. I think they're still signed to Bing Machine. The last band, or duo even, to win Entertainer of the Year at either the ACM or the CMA Awards was Brooks and Dunn in like 2001. And before that, it was the Dixie Chicks. Before that, it was Alabama, and that's that's the list of ensembles who has won that award, the Entertainer of the Year Award, in some 50 years now. But it's never been this long. I mean, we're going on 20-plus years now, and there's not really a good candidate for an, an Ensemble Entertainer of the Year winner. Dan and Che may be closest, but I still think they're a couple of years away. I think now, as we live in this age where there's so much more important than just the music, it's a lot harder to break through as a band as well. I mean, on social media, we follow our favorite artists to learn about who they are, see how we identify with them. That can't come through when there are three or, or five people gathered. Uh, you may be able to name the three members of Rascal Flats, but can you tell me Naomi and Jennifer from Runaway June? Which one's which? Do you know? Uh, that's their struggle. They, and I'm talking here about groups in a general sense, are getting passed by by solo artists who aren't necessarily more personable, but they're more accessible on a personal level. And this isn't going to change. Uh, King Calloway... Had every advantage when they formed, but they couldn't sniff the top 40. Gone West, that's another one. They, they broke up last year. And they had a pop superstar. And from what I hear, a great album, they're just hard to follow. If country artists were stocks, and I was your broker, I'd advise you to sell bands. Keep Dan and Shay. Keep a few duos. Keep Brothers Osborne. Sell bands. Even Little Big Town, who I love. They can't get a hold on Radio Success any longer, even though their song Wine, Beer, and Whiskey, I mean, that thing's outselling and outstreaming most of the charts and struggling. I subtly brought up two things during this commentary that I'm going to dig into a a little bit more deeply in the near future. Uh, The first is Little Big Town's place in the pantheon of artists. Are Little Big Town Country Music Hall of Fame artists? I'd argue that they're Hall of Very Good you know, I mean, the second cut, they're right there. Same with like Zach Brown Band, who I don't think has been good for long enough, for as long as it takes. And then maybe on like the solo side, you'd have someone like Jake Owen. Although I think Jake has quite a bit more left in him. He could be putting out hits into his fifties and then we'll talk about it. The second idea is an artist stock report. Who would you buy, sell and hold right now in this climate? Would you buy Eric Church as a stock? That's a pricey stock. How about Morgan Wallen? Are you buying Morgan Wallen right now? Probably can get it pretty cheap. Might not be ever be worth a damn. By the numbers this week, a look at what's topping country starts, and we'll start with albums where Morgan Wallen continues to lead with Dangerous. The double album. Find Luke Combs right behind him. On the streaming side, it's still a lot of Morgan Wallen. He's at number one and two with Luke Combs' Better Together. At number three, sales, it's Morgan's More Than My Hometown, followed by Dan and Shay, Glad You Exist. Most added this week is that same Dan and Shay song. Number one country airplay song is Luke Combs' Better Together. Luke's next single, by the way, according to front of the show and chart expert Chris Owens, is Forever After All. You can find Luke on top of the Hot Country Songs chart this week as well with his song Better Together. Thanks to Billboard for the charts, Taste of Country for the gig, and Claire for the kind words about this show on Twitter, at Billy Dukes. You can email me as well at billydukes at gmail.com. Rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed this episode, and subscribe for more great country music news and commentary coming Mondays and Thursdays, Monday, episode 35 of the Country Music Media Podcast.